Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we speak to small cap executives right after they put out important news. And the news today is big. It's from American Creek Resources, which trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol AMK. With us to talk about it is Darren Blaney. He's President and CEO. For those of you who are new to the story, quick update here, or just a, just a quick summary. American Creek has put together an impressive, and that's an understatement, portfolio of really high potential gold properties in BC's prolific Golden Triangle, one of the richest areas of mineralization in the world. Their flagship, Treaty Creek, is joint venture with Tudor Gold, whose CEO, Walter Storm, funded Osisco uh, right through to becoming a, world, a world-class gold mine before he sold it for a few billion dollars. Uh, in fact, Treaty Creek is so prospective that Eric Spott is an investor in both American Creek and Tudor Gold. Uh, and he's got, and, and he's on record as saying, they may have 30, 40, maybe 50 million ounces up there. Uh, so the press release that came out the other day is American Creek Resources announces spin out of Dunwell property and other properties and assets, probably because Treaty Creek is so big, it's overshadowing everything else. Darren, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, George, good to be back with you. Hey, yeah, that, great. Summary, that summary there, I don't even need to say anything. You said it all. <laughs> well, I want to get that stuff out of the way because you're going to give us the new stuff, which is, which, which is great. But yeah, glad to have you back because Kelvin was the superstar for a little while while you did the yeah. hard work up in the bush. Yeah, it's been crazy lately. Yeah. Which, which, is, which is great. I mean, whenever I hear that the CEO is there and we can't even talk, that's, that's, a, that's, that's great news. Reasons for the spin out. Uh, why the spin out? Why now? Sure. Good question. This is something we've been working on for a while, George. Uh, spinouts are an awful lot of work. Right. You know, we've got, I think we've got four different lawyers working on it, a couple auditors, you know, U.S. Tax Council, on and on and on. And it's been in the works for a while. And now, uh, of course, we've had the press release come out and uh, the market's aware of what's going on here. So in a nutshell, uh, the reason why you would do a spinout, the reason why we chose to do a spinout, couple reasons in our in our situation. One of them is Treaty's doing phenomenally well. Uh, you and I have covered the progress of Treaty over the last several years and especially the exciting stuff that's happened this, you know, these last few months. Uh, you've talked with Calvin as well on some of that. But the net effect of that is that Treaty is overshadowing really everything else in American Creek, including some other great properties there that really have a lot of potential. Uh, a couple of them, I would think even potentially world-class potential, but Treaty, and I guess rightly so, is getting all the limelight, getting all the attention because of the big sure. things that are happening there. And so one of the things that we've looked at is, of course, we always have four, four, uh, <clears throat> foremost in our mind to increase shareholder value. And one of the ways that we could do that is to get some value for some of those other projects. And so we looked at a spin out as the best way to do that in effect, leaving Treaty Creek in American Creek, creating a new public company, spinning those assets that aren't getting any attention, aren't getting any love, uh, you know, that people aren't even really aware of, to be honest, into a new public company. All the shareholders that are existing shareholders of American, American Creek at the time get pro rata shares in the new public company. So it's a great way to create shareholder value, great way to create bonus shares, if you will, and get yep love and attention on some of those other projects. That's one of the main reasons. Another reason why is, you know, at some point, we have no intention of being miners. Um, we're an exploration company. We love to thrill the chase, love finding something, proving it up. 
And I don't believe that Walter wants to be a miner either. As you mentioned in your summary, you know, he developed a Cisco. He's one of the first financers financing all the way to a sale of 3.9 billion to a company that would take it into the production phase. And so if, if that's our objective then to not be a miner, at some point you need to position the thing and get ready for an offer, a sale, a takeover, whatever that might look like. And that's the other reason why we're, we're doing a spin out. Cleaning up American Creek, wow. some of the other assets out of American Creek, so that if we were to sell American Creek as a company, that those other assets aren't lost in the transaction, that we don't lose those, because that isn't really what the what the acquirer is interested in. They're interested in Treaty Creek. So those are two main reasons. There's some others as well, all positive, but those are the main ones, George. So I have to ask you about that. I've got to I've got to ask you a follow up because that's almost like a blockbuster. So. Uh, I know you're not calling for an acquisition yet, but are you guys starting to feel that the that the environment and the circumstances and all the factors are in place for, you know, something like that happening in the in the near future, over you know, next 12 months? I'm not talking about imminent tomorrow, but is that what it feels like to you guys that you're that you're almost there? You know, we've had some big fish circling around, uh, whale type fish circling around for a while. And we've touched on that in the past. Uh, Walter and Tudor, Tudor are the operator of the project. So he's really leading that charge. That's one of the reasons why we entered in the joint venture with Walter in the first place is he's been there, done that. And who, who better than Walter Storm to, to lead negotiations and lead you know, the charge going forward to figure out what we're gonna do with Treaty Creek and be able to do some deal in the future. You know, going beyond that and saying more, I need to be careful. There are uh, some that are poking around. I think uh, given Eric Sprott's involvement with the project and, you know, him passing the word out as far as the potential size of the thing, that's gotten the attention of some majors. Of course, Sprott has an open door to really anybody he wants in the industry. And so there are some things going on in the background. As far as timing, I don't know. Um, I know that uh, we're planning, as we've talked about before, and as you've talked about with Calvin before, planning on a significant maiden resource calculation coming out. Uh, that's what they're working on right now. There's six drills turning at Tree Creek still. You know, they've been turning for uh, the past quite a few months here and will continue to go as long as they can go. So uh, with every meter that's being drilled, of course, ounces are just racking up. And so at some point here, it would make sense for somebody to step in before it gets too big, maybe before it gets to the proven stage. I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out, George. Let's, okay. So, and I love, trust me, I would love to change. And I, and I can almost feel people who are watching this at home saying, keep going, but I've got it. You, you, there's only so much more you can say right now, but that alone, that that's a great reason for the spin out. And I'd even consider that going into this with, with these questions. So that's fantastic. The spin out, let's talk about some of the advantages what the shareholders of American Creek are going to get. And by the way, that shareholders as of record when the time comes. So there's still time for people to become shareholders correct. and benefit from, from the spin out. That's correct. I, if I own a hundred shares, what's uh, what's, what's the benefit to me as a shareholder? Sure. So let's talk about the mechanics of a spin out a little bit then, and then we'll get into some of those advantages. So mechanics are that if you're an American Creek shareholder by the record data, as you've just mentioned, which is going to be some date here later in the fall. Uh, every, for every share of American Creek you have, you also get pro rata ownership in the spin out. There's a ratio that's been calculated. It's a rough ratio. We put that out in the news release. 
you know, it's roughly eight or nine, uh, for every eight or nine shares of American Creek you have, you'll get one spin out share. That's subject to adjustment a little bit because there's still options and warrants that are in the money that uh, people could exercise between now and then. It's just an interesting side note. So in working with uh, the lawyers, accounts and auditors and everybody else, this is the first time that any of them that ever worked on a spin out where the mother company, in this case being American Creek, actually had options and share or options and warrants that were in the money and way in the money. And so it's, you know, it's actually cost us a bit of time and a bit of figuring out to figure out how to do that. Uh, it's a good problem to have, of course, but yep. anyway, that's, the words that's out of my mouth. Interesting, interesting side note, but yeah, that all the American Creek shareholders will get pro rata shares in the spin out. There's a meeting that'll be held on December 3rd. That's a special and annual general meeting where the transaction will be voted upon. In order for the thing to pass, and I don't know why it wouldn't pass, because you, you know, in my mind, you'd have to be crazy to not vote for it. You're getting shares you know, right out of the sky, basically. But yeah. we have to have two thirds of the votes that are cast voting for it. We don't think that'll be an issue. And so uh, there'll be a little bit of time after that vote, You know, probably the end of December, you got Christmas in there, of course, Realistically, the first part of January is when the transaction should close. I should mention as well, the transaction subject to some conditions. So, you know, it's, it's not a slam dunk. And I have to say this, you know, in the disclaimer world. So it's subject to the exchange. But those are pretty standard right there. And you're not a, you, you don't see any, 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 any big or out of the ordinary. No. But still, there's steps you have to go through. The BC sure. Supreme Court has to approve it. Shareholders have to approve it. Venture has to approve it. So those are some of the conditions that are on it. But we don't see any issues at all. It's actually looking very good. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a situation unless it's highly predatory. And this is not for sure where where right. that would be that 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 would be uh, rejected by any one of those three. Right. All right. So, Darren, let's fast forward. It's the first or second week of January. The spin-out's taking place. Dunwell is on its own now. Let's right. talk about that. How great is Dunwell? Uh, you know, it's one thing for me to have those pro rata shares, which is going to be an amazing, you know, New Year's, since Christmas, New Year's bonus. There you go. Yeah. About that. But then going forward, how maybe talk to people about how great Dunwell is right now and what your plans are in order to really, you know, generate that value. Sure. So for those that aren't aware, I'll give a little bit of background on the Dunwell project. Maybe it's in the Golden Triangle. It's just a few minutes outside of Stewart, BC, right at the top end of the Portland Canal. It's quite unique for the Golden Triangle in that, you know, you can be eating breakfast at the hotel and actually be in the property at one of the mine addits in about 13 minutes by vehicle. Low elevation, you can actually work there year round, which again is very unique for that part of the world. Usually it's all helicopter and very short window to work and so forth. So it's got some logistical advantages as well as being in the Triangle, which is on fire right now. Lots of uh, interest in Golden Triangle projects. We've had, I've lost track of how many calls with companies looking to get a foot in the door in Golden Triangle, noticing our Dunwell project and wanting a piece of it, wanting to do a JV or an option or whatever. But we want to roll with this thing ourselves. We've been saving it, uh, waiting for the right time to do a spin-out transaction. We've had that in mind for quite a while here. Now is the time. We look at what gold's doing. We look at uh, the developments in the Golden Triangle. And so we pulled the trigger on that transaction now. The Dunwell itself, uh, it's a past producing mine. Uh, it didn't shut down because it ran out of ore. It shut down because of war and other things like so many other projects in British Columbia. 
many of the projects around us, in fact, our neighbors even are opening up. They, they, uh, the old pre premier Silback mine just across the mountain range from the Dunwell being reopened again. Ascot's doing a great job developing that, putting it back uh, into being a producing mine. So this is another one of those where that's, that's the objective. Go in there, show that there's still ore in the ground, show that there's an extension from the past historic workings. Also show that there's parallel zones and put it all together in one big package. One of the, one of the things we get asked quite often is, if the Dunwell's so great and it's sitting right outside of Stewart in the Golden Triangle, why the heck is it still there and open for development? Well, one of the main reasons is, is it was held in fractional ownership. So there's a thing in British Columbia called Crown Grants. Kind of like the Homesteading Act in, in other parts of the world where if you found something promising on a piece of ground, you could apply to the government, get issued a Crown Grant, and that was your piece of ground until you, know, you either died or didn't get passed forward in the estate or whatever. But there's some phenomenal high-grade gold and silver showings in this area, and it was all fractured up. Some of it held in estates, some otherwise. Nobody ever held all the ground in a big meaningful package where you could do anything useful. You know, one person would hang on to their high grade showing, but it wasn't big enough to do anything as far as a public company goes. Another individual would do the same thing. And so over the course of the last several years, we put several deals together, amalgamating this package all into one big package. Fantastic. We, we culminated that with last year, we bought 40 some crown grants that were overlapping some of the Dunwell as well as extending it to the South as well on Trent. And then we've done some other things. So we did an IP survey last fall, which showed us some very good features and structure. We poked a few drill holes in there last year to try and make good correlation between the geophysics and the actual core coming into the ground so that we could model, figure out where to go in the next stages of exploration. And that was very successful. And then what we did this year is we flew a MAG survey, helicopter-borne MAG survey and a LIDAR survey. It was about a quarter million dollar survey turned out very, very promising. We're just looking at those results right now. The definition in the detail, I think, uh, blew all of our minds as far as what that actually showed. The LIDAR in particular, there's a structure going through there called the Portland Canal Fisher Zone. It's a major fault structure with other faults coming off and it shows up so well, it's amazing. So we're just formulating where we're gonna drill next. We've got very good correlation. We now have three kinds of, uh, in, you know, the induced polarity, the mag and the LIDAR all being three kinds of geophysics now that we can correlate with, including a few of our own holes and correlating with all the, the past, you know, soils and everything else that's been done there. And so just putting that all together. And so we're going to hit the Dunwell full steam ahead in the spin-out. And I got to give you guys credit. One thing that your team now is almost known for is your patience uh, on projects and properties that eventually pay off. I mean, treaty I don't know if I'm very patient. I want to hit the ground running here, but anyway, it's it's. Well, no, what, well, what I meant to say was, you know, Treaty Creek. You held onto it through thick and thin. Everything you believed in it, and look where it's at now. And what I was referring to with Dunwell is the fact that it took you years for you guys to piece it all together. You did the work that nobody else was willing or capable of doing. At the end of the day, I mean, I don't think I could. That's pretty painstaking and that's a lot of big part of your life. But now you guys have assembled what it sounds like uh, a pretty incredible package. And, 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 and now everyone, and now everyone wants a piece of it, but I'm glad to hear that, that the company's going to be moving, uh, you know, full steam ahead. Um, in yes, that, that's really the, the front and center for the spin out. But of course, you know, if, if you look at the press release of what we've announced, 
The other properties, most of the other properties are also coming out of America Creek and headed over to the spin out as well. And so there's some other ones there as well that really have been overlooked. You know, that as you know, you and I've talked about this before, we've been in a brutal bear market for over a decade and uh, some stuff was just put in park. It was really put in maintenance. You know, you go into survival mode, but now that we see the gold market starting to pick up, lots of attention, lots of money flowing in, now's a great time to unlock the potential of some of these other projects as well, George, and we're going to do that in the spin-out. So let's talk about that. Yeah, you've mentioned how bullish you're on the gold market, and it seems like you, there's no shortage of JVs, partnerships, money that's that that's available yeah. to great... Po so let's first talk about... You know, gold I'm looking at right now is basically right 1900, a couple of bucks under 1897.10 as, as we're talking. Um, where do you get, do you need gold to be, you, know, you hear all sorts of talk, right? Gold's going to 3000, 4000. That would be great, obviously. But do you need it to get there? Or if you're sitting at $2,000, how or do the economics of Dunwell look great, potentially even at $2,000? You know, I think right where we are is just fine as far as a gold price goes, but I, you know, I'm a believer that we're headed higher. You know, there's a lot of people a heck of a lot smarter than you and I that are coming out with some pretty credible, you know, projections and so forth based on some fundamentals that just keep getting stronger. You know, the unfortunate reality is if gold does hit some of those targets, you know, we've got some very reliable people saying $5,000, $10,000 an ounce. The unfortunate thing is, is some of the other parts of the economy and other things aren't going to be looking so hot if that's what happens. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't want I don't want the destruction. I don't know that we really want to see I'd rather have dollar gold right now. Twenty five hundred, twenty seven hundred dollar gold, sure. perfect sure. would be just great. Yeah, I, I think, I the, think we can the, see the, that in the next twelve months. I, I really do. And uh, you know, you look at some of the profit of some of these mining companies, not exploration companies, but mining companies. You know, when gold even rises $100, it's incredible. And so what that does is that attracts more and more attention to the industry. Money trickles down, of course, from the, from the miners to the, the major explorers, down to the juniors and so forth. And we're seeing a lot of that attention happen now. And I think this is just the start of a, a bigger movement to happen here. So one part then, uh, as part of this move, you're looking at the underlying fundamentals, the gold price got that. The second part is, lot of money in the industry come is uh, how let me just say it's right up the phone is ringing pretty consistently there's no shortage of either partnerships or money if you really wanted it yeah it was it was really hot during the summer you know july august were insane we've had a bit of a consolidation period here a bit of a cooling off which to be honest was needed it was kind of overblown and of course i think some of that is caused of course by what's happening south of us with the u.s election and you know, some of the uncertainty around that and what that's all going to look like. You know, it's a little wild down there, as you know, right now. But, uh, you know, I see that playing out only in the benefit of gold. You know, I don't, I don't think it matters who wins. I, of course, have my own opinion on who I want to win. But I don't think it matters who wins. They're still going to keep printing money with reckless abandon. The fundamentals for gold are going to continue yeah. to get stronger. The fundamentals for hard assets commodities in general are just going to get stronger. And so I think that's the perfect environment. You know, we might, we might be in a little bit of a pause here yet until after the actual election, but then I think the, the afterburners turn on and I think it's going to get pretty exciting for our industry. But I got to tell you, a pause at $1,900 as we're sitting here talking, yeah. <laughs> that's a great pause. Yeah. That's a it fantastic pause, right? very much, did it? A year ago, we would have taken that all, all day long. And uh, right. I, I think that's a, I think it's a nice, healthy, it's a nice, healthy number. Sure. Um, let's end it off with this. Treaty Creek. 
Sure. What's next? What's going on? Because obviously the shareholders, the reason why we're here and we're all going to benefit from the Dunwell spin out as well as the other assets uh, right. is because right. of American Creek and Treaty Creek. What's uh, What can you tell us about what's happening at Treaty Creek right now and what we should be looking for You know, between now and December 31st? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like I mentioned before, there's six drills still turning at Treaty Creek right now. They're going to go as late as they can go. You know, there's even talk of maybe going way later than we've ever gone before, moving back onto the glacier again and drilling on the glacier to try and get some more uh, size to the thing. Uh, every step out thus far is hit. Uh, you know, there's still no bounds to this thing. It's still open in every direction, oh, including at a depth. We also are getting better and better intersections as the drill turns and they're moving towards the you know, the, the part of the project that in the past has held some of the higher grades. And so I expect some of the results to come out will be even better than the ones we've seen. But, you know, I'll, I'll just read you one here, a recent intersection that came out just for people that, you know, haven't been following this. 930 meters of 1.07 grams per ton gold. And within that 930 meters, 248 meters of two grams gold. There's also some silver and some copper with that. That's one thing that's interesting that's showing up in the core. We're starting to see more visible gold, starting to see more copper, starting to see more silver. And there's some new zones that are being, that become apparent here as well. You know, there seems to be a, a rich section right through the thing, as well as the first 300 meters that Ken Conkin, who's our star geologist, by the way, is doing a superb job in, in moving this thing forward. He calls the 300 zone. That really is a game changer as far as economics when you've got the top 300 meters from surface down being about a gram gold, you know, mineable with an open pit model. Unbelievable. Sprott has launched, launched, uh, launched himself into this thing in a big way and really latched onto the story. He's injected a lot of millions into the project through the various JV partners, including us. Uh, I'm going to read you a couple quotes and I'm going to read just so I don't screw these up. I'll read you a couple quotes directly from his please, mouth. Please do. Including one that came out in the last two weeks. So here's just a couple of them and he's made, he's made several. So he said this, this was on September 25th, not long ago. This could be one of the biggest deposits in the Americas. Okay. Sprott's no dummy. Sprott's been around. He's all over in the industry, gold and silver, are his baby. And uh, for that to come out of his mouth, uh, People should pay attention to that. Here's another one from a little bit earlier. This is back in July. Certainly looks like they have 20 million ounces gold and they could easily get to 30 or 40 or 50 million ounces of gold. That was July 24th of this same year. That was a big one. I got it. That was a big one. That's the that one that you referenced. me off my here. chair to see those numbers being thrown around. Yeah, that's the one you referenced in your summary there. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's right. I'm not going to argue with them. Again, we look at what's coming out of the ground in the, in the drill, and there's good reason to be excited about what's happening at Treaty Creek. Um, when we, do you have a ballpark when we should be looking for, uh, or when Tudor actually may be coming out with a with a maiden resource estimate? Is there is there any kind of timeline for that? Not a specific day, but uh, next month, next quarter. What what do you, what are you thinking? Good question. So uh, Tudor has come out in their news releases and has said that stated that they're shooting for around the end of the year. I don't know if that's realistic or not. Uh, should be shortly, you know, thereafter, if not. But some of the realities of working through this season are you've got, of course, the whole COVID thing. COVID has uh, slowed down labs. Uh, that's one of the big things that happened. You know, you can't have workers working right beside each other. And so the labs are backed up more than we would have hoped at this time of year. 
we got a lot of results still to come from Treaty Creek. I think, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think we've only released about 15,000 meters of assay results, you know, and tuners looking to bang off 40,000 meters of drilling. So yeah, and know, I've been wondering where those results are. I guess that's yeah. the explanation. You're right. They yeah. keep in close contact, working hard, furiously. They've got to probably be working at one third the pace if they're lucky. Yeah, that's one of the realities of our present COVID situation. So we've got, you know, I don't know, 20,000 meters of drill results still to come out and we're expecting more of the same. There's no indicators, uh, no indications at all that they're going to be any less and there's potential that they could be better even at the intersections we've had thus far. The other interesting thing is, George, even a couple of the camps up in the Golden Triangle, you know, were shut down temporarily because of COVID. Ours, thankfully, wasn't. You know, the guys have just plowed through, kept going, got great COVID protocols, you know, and put a lot of good things in place. And I give full credit, you know, to Sean at Moracord Drilling and Aconkin and the Tudor team for what they've been able to pull off, because this wasn't an easy year to explore. You know, a lot of obstacles, and, you know, they're doing it big time. And so lots of good results to come. As far as when the actual maiden resource will come out, that's really Tudor's call. They're the operator of that. Sure. Depend on, first of all, obviously getting the results back. You can't come out the resource without results. And then, you know, they've already got P&E working on it. That's been in the works for quite a while. So I'm sure they'll get it out just as soon as they can. And I think some heads are going to turn when that comes out. That, that puts a tangible number on some of this blue sky. Well, I'm excited for you guys because you guys are the reason that all of us shareholders are, are now, you know, sitting by waiting for this. So I give credit to you guys. And, uh, and I'm really happy for all the shareholders knowing that in the next, you know, three, four months, we're going to get a really good first big look at, you know, what Treaty Creek has got. And I'm excited for everybody, but very thankful to you guys because of how you held on through the dark days and, and, and what you did. And you didn't run off into the, you know, the hottest, commodity or or turn american creek into a cannabis company or any of that nonsense and and uh, i hats off to you to all of you darren thanks george i appreciate that and i should also mention uh you know we we very much appreciate again not only the tutor team you know that the jv partners for everything that that's worked so well but also our shareholders all our shareholders you know that the ones that have been in here for quite some time have been through uh been through an awful lot as well you know, it's been a long haul through a decade of uh, brutal market, through some legal wranglings and the other things that have happened in the past. But our shareholders now are poised to get a reward, you know, not just from Treaty Creek and the American Creek side of things, but also through the spin out now. We're expecting big things uh, to happen in that spin out. Darren, thanks so much, man. The enthusiasm comes through, the facts come through. This has been. I mean, Kelvin, sorry, we've done a few that we've done a few this year, but this I think was the best one so far. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this has been a great interview, Darren. Thanks so much. I'm sure everyone at home is going to appreciate it. All your shareholders are going to appreciate it. Uh, continued success. And it sounds like we're going to have you back on a couple more times before this is all done. So you thanks for everything. And thanks for the spin out. Really, really appreciate that. Hey, thanks, George. Appreciate everything. Take care. You've been watching or you've been listening or if you've been listening by podcast, uh, Darren Blaney, President and CEO of American Creek Resources, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol AMK. Look, it's not too late if you're if you're not a shareholder yet for you to do some great due diligence. Get to the Agoracom hub first. 
the profile page for American Creek because we know this is a behemoth. There's a lot of information uh, to sort through. We've neatly and nicely summarized it for you to help you with that big picture and then head over to the American Greek Resources site and really dive into the details uh, and then sit back and watch and wait to see what's going to happen. Not only the next three, four months, but now with the spin out, we got another, uh, another beautiful story to be, to be part of for the next couple of years. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.